0: Assalamu and welcome back to another episode of Yours Truly. Um, unfortunately, this episode won't be a continuation of the last episode, part two of um, answering your questions and you know giving the do's and don'ts when it comes to miscarriage with our lovely sister Zahra. Um, she is going through her own hardships and is going through a bit of a trial, so please do keep her in your du'as, inshallah, and everybody else as well during these hard times. So, with that said, um, I don't really know what today's topic is going to be about, I just felt like doing an episode and just kind of talking, um, so yeah, we'll just see where it takes us and what it turns out like. Um, I think one topic that's been on my mind quite a lot lately actually is, um, I posted about it maybe a few days ago or maybe about over a week ago on my on my story on Instagram and it was um, being dutiful to our parents. Um, Now this is a concept that never really meant much to me until I became a mother and got married. So until I got married and became a mother basically. I Obviously I was kind to my parents, I tried to do my best by them but I never really pondered upon you know, being dutiful to our parents and the things that I could do for them. I never, it, it never really crossed my mind. I mean, I didn't really think of it. Not until I became a mother myself and I realized this hardships and the struggles that my parents and family members must have gone through, you know, to to allow us to be the the, the adults we are today, subhanAllah. Um, as well as, I, th- I think... Since getting married and moving away from my family, um, my family live in London, I live in Brighton, it's not that far, but it does feel very far when you don't get to see your family often. Um, considering I came from a very close family, we were constantly at each other's houses. Uh, you know, it'd always be having dinner and staying late at somebody's home, whether it be my auntie, my uncle, or our house and it was just lovely like the house was always filled with babies and children and laughter and conversation and hot eté and just cakes and just it was just a beautiful beautiful memory so moving away from that and coming to Brighton and you know being married was such a different norm to me I was I wasn't used to being a home um with just me and my husband in it, I mean, I did live with my in-laws for the first year, just over, I think, um, and that was nice, actually, because it allowed me to still feel like I had people around, which was what I was used to, um, and then when we moved out, it was just me, my husband, and my son, so that was, like, really different for me, because, um, it was just so quiet, I was used to noise, I was used to people, I was used to movement, um, And it was just very, very different, subhanAllah. So I think that's another thing that allowed me to really um, ponder and understand the whole concept. Or try to understand or at least put more efforts in the concept of, you know, being more dutiful to our parents and trying our best with them. Um, So yeah, I think those are the two things that have really impacted that part of my life. And I think today is maybe I'm just going to talk about that because that's what I'm feeling right now. That's what's been going on in my mind right now. Um... So yeah, I think, you know, I think as children, it comes natural, well, I should hope it comes natural to most or to all of us that, you know, we try our best with our parents and we are kind to them and and giving and generous and loving and, you know, all the positive good things that we should be to our parents. But do we really take time out of our day to stop and think about ways to make our parents happy um now that I'm a mother I can really understand my own parents and I can I can recognize the things I didn't recognize then subhanallah for example when I was working um I'd work long hour shifts so it was 12 hour shifts long days for quite a few days together and then I I would have a nice like four or three days off um but when i was working i was so exhausted and tired and i know one thing that my mother would always do subhanallah you know even before i was working even when when i was at school she'd do it for me and my brothers and she still does it now alhamdulillah um is that whenever we whenever i'd come home i'd always find my bedroom cleaned tidied my bed made because i'd get up and go to work so early i'd be too tired to you know make my bed there may be a bit of untidiness here and there um and she'd always just clean my room for me when I, when I had a long shift. Well, I wouldn't say always, but most of the time, if the bed was unmade and she was off, um, she would do that for me. Now, let me just pinpoint a little side point here. I do clean my room. My mother didn't clean my room for me 24-7. However, when I was working and I had early shift, uh, early shifts, like I said, I'd get up at like 5.30, 6-ish. I'd leave the home at like 7.00. Um, and I wouldn't be back until like eight, nine o'clock in, at night. Um, so it'd be a long, long day for me. And the work I did was very, very heavy, very tiring. Um, so yeah, so um, she'd do that for me. And when I'd come home and, you know, she'd have the little fairy lights on. And she'd have, she'd sprayed something in my room just before I'd arrived. And, and she'd made all my bed cozy. And then, to, as if that wasn't enough, subhanAllah, she'd, she'd always um when she could afford it and she had you know she had that money or whatever she'd get me something so whether it be fluffy slippers or nice new pajamas or a box of chocolates it was there was always some sort of gestures from my mother and now it just makes me i miss those days so much i really do um alhamdulillah i'm grateful for where i'm at today but i really do miss those days and i wish i could go back Just to appreciate them that little bit more and show much more gratitude to my parents and my mother for those days. Um, But yeah, like you never really sit and think about the efforts that your parents put in. It just comes naturally because all your life, all you've known is your mother or father or, you know, if unfortunately for those who may not have their parents around anymore, you know, their carers or, or, you know, the the person that is taking care of them, their caregiver has always done for them so it's all they ever know them to do um so do we actually stop and ponder at you know the efforts that our parents must go to bring us a smile to our face or to you know to 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 make us feel warm and fuzzy and happy and loved um and like I said I've only just realized that a lot just brighten up their day um whether that be in a gift form whether that be in an activity form whether that be just loads of kisses and cuddles throughout the day or a day out or whatever it may be I now realize how much our parents put into us and how much specifically my mother put into me and my brothers I mean the thing she would do for us she'd she'd get all the things out of the kitchen every single thing out of our kitchen. Uh, in the fridge and the cupboards and she'd put it on our windowsill and she'd put it all out, open the window and play shops with us and she'd give us money and say, okay, come on, let's play shops and she'd get us to buy all the things. Like, can you imagine, as a mother, you've got so much... Um, can I just also, another side point, um, I'm a triplet, so my mother had three children. <laughs> she has um, an older son, so I have an older half-brother from her first marriage. However, he's much, much older, so he wasn't really there when we was babies he kind of was doing his own thing living with his dad and stuff um but she had three children so I can just imagine how physically tired and exhausted she must have been I only have two and they're not the same age they've got about two years and a half age difference and that is tiring let alone you know three children the exact same age having to do everything over and over again for each child's panel so yeah she'd get everything out of the fridge She'd, she'd play shops with us she'd do um cafe so she'd pretend to be a cafe in the morning and make the kitchen into a little cafe and her name would be sophie and she'd put on a little pretend voice and ask us what our order was going to be um we'd play we'd make like obstacle courses in the garden and she'd you know help us make them and she was happy enough for us to you know ruin her garden and put ladders and sticks and all these different things everywhere it's of like she would just let us be um another thing that she did which I loved so much and I definitely really want to do with my children inshallah when they're just a little bit older and will understand it a little bit more is um she'd get us little gifts doesn't matter if they're big or small expensive or cheap she'd get us something and what she'd do is she'd wrap it she'd hide it in the house and then she'd make us a little map each so we had to go treasure hunting and find our gift and whenever we were Close to the gift or the surprise, she'd go hot, 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 and whenever we were far away, she'd go cold, cold, cold. Um, and I really want to do that with my children. I have such fond memories like that with her. barak, may Allah guide her to Islam, may Allah bless her, may Allah make her from the righteous and Tawabin I mean, um, I've started to do something like that with Suleiman, which is I get like chocolate coins, the gold chocolate coins, and I would hide them around and get him to find them. But most of the time it ends up in me kinda of hinting and telling him where they are. And then he'll hide them and go, Oh look, I found them and he'll find them again in the exact same spot he just hid them. I just hid them. Um But yeah, so I mean that was just a little glimpse of my childhood. I'm not saying my childhood was perfect. I'm not saying it was, you know, all flowers and butterflies. It definitely, definitely wasn't and those who are very, very close to me know you know my childhood and my upbringing and our struggles and trials however there definitely is positives and I'm sure every single one of you can think of a time where you had a beautiful gesture from your mother or father or caregiver um there has to be I mean a mother and a father's love is infinite and regardless of how much you may feel like your parents may not care or they don't put as much effort in trust me you are on their mind constantly 24/7 whether it's through your father working 24/7 or your mother working 24/7 you don't get to see them because all they're thinking is you know i got to provide i got to provide i got to provide for my child you know whether it's your family um you know, maybe being that little bit extra protective of you, that's just them loving you and protecting you and, you know, being fearful that they may one day lose you or, you know, harm may come to you. As a parent myself, I can find myself sometimes being a bit too protective of Suleiman and then I have to remind myself, take a step back. He's his own being, he needs to learn. Um, So yeah, I think, I think I want this episode to inspire every listener today. I think I want it to inspire every listener to pick up the phone, give your parents a call. Give them a text. Ideally, a call is much more better and personal. So I would, I would recommend a call. I don't think text is something that's very intimate nowadays. I would prefer a call. Um, I mean, I call my mother and father every day, at least a couple of times a day, we FaceTime like three or four times a day, my mum, my dad, and my brothers. Um, so that's like a habit that we've we've had ever since i got married more so since having children as well now because they really want to see the kids and the kids want to see them um and even if the conversation is boring like because obviously i speak to my family three or four times a day there's not really much to speak about most of the time however it's just about having that connection with them and letting them know oh i thought of you and you gave them a call um, and if I don't call them, they definitely will call me. And if I don't pick up, they'll call me again. And then they'll send messages and ask, you know, are you okay? They'll start to worry because it's just not like us anymore. It's not like me to not pick up. We're so used to speaking to each other that when we don't now, it kind of brings up a little red flag of, oh, is she okay? Something happened? Which is nice because it means you've created that routine and that pattern of your parents knowing no matter what you will call them. Um, so, yeah, definitely. I would definitely recommend, you know, you guys to pick up the phone try and give your family a call whether it be a brother a sister a mother or, or your father um try and think about things that your family may like your mother or your mom and dad may like for example um uh my mother my mother really really likes it when we get her gifts she's not a materialistic person at all however she really does appreciate a gift because she's always gifting and giving to others and she rarely ever gets it back so every occasion, wedding, you know, she celebrates birthdays. She celebrates all these different celebrations. And so she will definitely give in every occasion that she can find. And even if there isn't an occasion, she'll buy something for herself and go, oh, you know what? It's okay. Here, you have it. Um. So whenever, you know, we get her things, it's like, oh, wow, somebody does think of me. So I try to do that every now and again. Um, my, for your father, it may be, you know, for my father, it definitely... I, I wouldn't say gifts I think he's to be honest with you, you've got everything he could want materialistically sometimes um I think he's more of an experienced person my father prefers to do something with you or have that you know intimate chat with you at a cafe just speaking about life you know letting letting him know that he's been seen is definitely I think one of his love languages and something that he definitely appreciates. Is, appreciates, As well as um, food, you know, does your, if your dad loves food, why don't you cook him his favorite meal, you know? Um, I'm sure he'd be so appreciative for you to place a beautiful, flavorsome, delicious, warm meal in this cold weather in front of him. Whether you're married or not married, live at home or don't live at home, you know you can cook the food there in your parents home if you live there or you can cook the food in your home and then take it to your parents um so yeah just try and think of little gestures and ways that you can brighten up your parents day because something that I always try to tell myself and I try to remind myself of is um that someday as sad as it sounds the reality is our parents will no longer be with us um And this is a thought that i'm constantly bombarded with unfortunately um that you know one day my father won't be around anymore my mother won't be around anymore my siblings will not be around anymore and allah alam you know who's first i may be first they may be first and it's a reminder to me constantly that you know regardless of what you may be going through with your parents or your siblings or your family members try and remember make the most of the time you have here in this dunya because at the end of the day our time on this earth is so limited honestly we will only come to realize that when we are in our graves subhanallah and when we are being questioned we will realize how quickly our life has gone by um so that is definitely a reminder whenever i may feel a bit too lazy to call or may not be in the mood to do certain things like maybe help my mum out or um cook or clean or you know whatever it may be um I do do those things, alhamdulillah, but, you know, with Tuka sometimes I will delay it a little bit or procrastinate a little bit. And the minute I remind myself of, you know, that, you know, someday I won't be able to do this anymore, someday I won't be able to do these chores and tasks for my mother or father because they won't be here anymore. And how sad of a day would that be because it's like, it's as if you've lost a part of you. Um yeah so I definitely think try and remind yourself that your time with your parents is limited and every interaction every moment every experience that you live with them is something to cherish and bless and be uh, sorry to cherish forever and something that is blessed that you know some people don't have some people have grown up without parents some people have grown up without family altogether subhanAllah um, so yeah I definitely think I really want this episode, inshallah, to inspire everybody to take some time out and think about your parents. What's a way that you can make them happy? Try and figure out what their love language is. You know, even if that means sitting with them and taking the love language test, if you know your family is not into that, you try and figure it out. Um. Do different things. Try and do new experiences with them. Ask your parents about their childhood, about their upbringing, about their family you know, what are your family's most fondest memories? What are your parents' most fondest memories? Um, because I find when, I find when I sit and ask my parents about their life, their upbringing, they get lost, they get lost back in history and they remember things that they forgot about and it brings back these memories and it's beautiful to watch. I remember, um, going to a cafe with my father recently and I just asked him about his childhood and he was like "Well, what do you want to know I was like everything tell me everything tell me about my uncles my aunties what were they like what were you like were you mischievous you know what was granddad like what was what was grandma like um and it was just it was so it was beautiful to watch it's as if the child in him came out because he was speaking about these experiences and these funny events that happened and you know when they got in trouble and when he pranked this person and it was just really lovely to watch and you know I remember speaking to my mother a while back as well asking her about her history her heritage and it just was filled with so much i was so surprised and i was just like how have you never spoke about this how have you never really told us about this and you know it was so nice to see her get lost and get excited to remember these different memories and then you know she started to try and see if she can find family members and information about her family online and it was just really really sweet to watch and it was beautiful to be a part of because um That I know meant a lot to both of them because it allowed them to feel seen, heard, seen and heard. It allowed them to feel like I took an interest in them as opposed to them always taking an interest in me for a change. Um, So, yeah, I think, you know, our parents are so important and they're so precious and it's down to us to cherish them, take care of them. and you know, not just as, you know, human beings, but, you know, as Muslims we're told multiple times in the quran you know be dutiful to your parents you know you're not even supposed to say Oof, to your parents we have multiple ayahs multiple hadith um referencing how we should treat our parents you know and it's just it's 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 a sign from allah that you know that is something that we should do as muslims and it's one of the righteous acts you know and in in surah al-ahqaf it says and we have enjoined on man to be dutiful and kind to his parents um, in Surah al-Isra, it says, and, all, and that you be dutiful to your parents. If one of them or both of them attain old age in your life, say not to them a word of disrespect, nor shout at them, but address them in terms of honour. And then we have loads and loads and loads of um, hadith and loads of different references teaching us how we should be with our parents. Um, and if we have any examples to look at we definitely have the prophets you know um Ibrahim alayhi salam you know his father was an idol worshipper and an idol maker subhanallah yet he didn't utter a word of disrespect to him and he still kept trying in terms of da'wah. he still kept trying um you know to please him as a father as as a son as long as it didn't go against the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um you have muhammad alayhi salam um obviously his parents died when he was very young however he did try his best with his uncle you know with his grandfather and then when his grandfather passed his uncle he tried his best regardless um, of them being muslim or not he still did his best with them so because i know that this question does come up sometimes and it has come up with me and um you know people have asked me and i myself um you know being that i i'm half english half algerian most of my mom's side of the family sorry not most all of my mom's side of the family are not muslim um we have a mixture of you know atheism we have a mixture of all different things and then my mom herself um uh, isn't muslim um so um it's very hard you know to find that balance and sometimes it can be very painful um because you there will come times where you may not agree on the same thing or may not have the same outlook on certain beliefs or certain things in life. But it's all about, you know, having that respect and that common ground and knowing that, you know, we're both adults uh, and we're both allowed to have our opinions. And I respect yours and you respect mine. And just trying to do your best when it comes to dawah without it becoming forced. Or you know, without it becoming a topic that is then hated in the, in the household because you, you know, bring it in a in a in a disrespectful way, or you know, an honorable way, or a horrible manner. At the end of the day, Islam is is a lot. A lot of it is about manners, and you know, um, displaying your your worship outwardly for people to then be guided by that by Allah um so yeah I thought I'd just mention that little part because it is something that like I said that I I've never struggled with being you know good to my mom or anything like alhamdulillah never but you know as I have become more practicing I have also had more obstacles um with family members in terms of you know the way I dress the way I look uh you know the things that I do or don't do like I we don't celebrate birthdays we don't celebrate new years we don't celebrate Molid, we don't celebrate um anniversaries like we don't celebrate anything we did used to celebrate anniversaries but we stopped that uh alhamdulillah so now we celebrate nothing but Eid um, and to them that can be very hard especially coming from like i said my mother every occasion she'd make a big hoo-ha about it and we did birthdays i did birthdays growing up i did all these different celebrations growing up and obviously as i became much more aware of what was correct and what wasn't alhamdulillah i i learned to say no i don't believe in that and i shouldn't believe in that and i should be doing that um so it can get a bit difficult at times you know for example my mother is very bubbly she loves a bit of ambience she loves you know to dance when it comes to like family gatherings and weddings and stuff like that and she's just she's she loves a bit of you know upbeat fun and humor and um that was another thing like whenever we're together even if it's not it doesn't have to be with dancing it could just be you know we could be cooking something and she'd want to put an old school song on or something and you know i'd have to turn it off or you know try and change it to something else um uh yeah so it can be difficult when it comes to certain things that you know you're at the end of the day you have to remind yourself and this is what I keep trying to remind myself is um just as I have my beliefs and uh as I have come accustomed to my own kind of um upbringing or practice so has my mother like she was never brought up in a muslim community she was never brought up in a muslim family she 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 was brought up by christians and they'd go to church every sunday and you know she they'd read the bible and um you know that was their life then that was her life growing up up until you know she met my father i don't know if she really knew of islam or had much interaction with muslims to be honest with you um so I have to remind myself, you know, and be gentle with her and think, you know, that's all she knows, all she's grown up with and knows now is, you know, what she was, what she was brought up with is her tradition, celebrating birthdays, you know, music, um, whatever it may be. So it's, it's just, it's just about reminding ourselves that we're all different people. We all have different things that we're used to. um, And just trying to do everything we can when it comes to our parents in the most beautiful way possible. Now, I'm not saying that I'm perfect at this. I definitely am not. But I'm trying my best to get better at it. Um, And something that has definitely always been emphasized in my family, especially from my dad and his side of the family, is definitely family is everything. You know, blood is thicker than water kind of thing. And no matter what, you will always have your family. Like I said, my family is very close. Uh, My dad comes from a very big family, Allahumma barak of siblings. So they're always they're always there for each other, regardless if they've had a falling out or, you know, they're not speaking or something's happened. The minute they hear, you know, that person's not feeling well or that person's down or that person's need help, you know, they're all rush to that person's aid because at the end of the day, it's their brother or their sister. Um, and definitely when it comes to their mother, oh my God, do they do everything and anything for my grandmother? It's beautiful to see. Um, so definitely, I think, you know... Especially now during lockdown, we're not really, you know, able to see our loved ones as much as we want to. For those who don't live with their mum or dad or, you know, family members. Take this time out to realise the blessing that you have, that you you have family members, you have parents around you that are still alive. Um, that you have the opportunity to do khir to, you have the opportunity to do good to them and to gain reward from that. Um and what better way to, you know, gain the love of Allah than being dutiful? And respectful and loving to your parents, and putting a smile on their face. Because at the end of the day, like I said, when those when those parents are gone, when your mother and father are gone, and you no longer are able to speak to them, to see them, to touch them, to smell them, to you know feel their embrace, their warm hugs. You know, hear their voice, the comforting words. Eat their eat their 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 delicious food. You know, it's it will be it. Uh, I can't, I don't even have words to explain how horrible, like, the thought of not having my parents around, like, I, I, right now, I have, like, this big (laughs) ball in my throat, like, I'm getting all teary, but, um, honestly, just take everything that you can when it comes to your family, try and take as much time as you can with them, try and cherish every single moment, because you never know when your parents won't be there anymore, um, like I said, because a picture that always comes to my mind when it comes to my mum and dad is there'll be a day when I'm at their grave longing to hear their voice or longing to, like I said, feel their embrace or just, you know, hear their comforting words. And there'll be a day when you won't be able to have that anymore. You know, they're not going to come out of the grave and give you a hug, subhanAllah. So I think you know when we remind ourselves of these things it allows us to really put things into perspective and understand that you know petty arguments or silly silly issues really don't matter they really truly don't matter anymore um, and especially much more so lately um, ever since my father-in-law got sick may Allah grant him I mean, please do keep my husband and my in-laws my sister-in-law is my mother-in-law and my husband in your eyes, because i cannot even imagine how hard this t- this trial is that they're going through um because it's such a wake-up call for every single one of us people who are close to them or not close to them that you know cherish your loved ones you never know when they're gonna go you never know when something may happen you never know when time may be limited um of course allah is قادر على كل شيء. Allah is capable of all things. So we have high hopes. And we have, you know, توَقَّلَنَ Allah. that الله, You know, my father and I will get better and he'll have many more years with us بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ يَا But it's a, it's a lesson for all of us to learn and to take from that our time on this earth is limited. And so is our time with our dear ones limited. So I definitely think take time out, inshallah. And try and do your best when it comes to your parents specifically. Also, of course, your family and loved ones and extended family, but mainly your parents. Try your best to put a smile on their face. Try your best to try and hear their voice every day. Give them a call every single day, even if it's a boring phone call. That call may mean the world to them. Honest to God, it means the world to them. I know for a fact, when I don't call my father... Uh, every day, if there's been a day that I haven't called him, I know he'll be upset and he'll call me straight away. And if there's been a day where we haven't spoken for a few days, he'll get very down and he'll say, "You know, you've forgotten about me. You haven't called me." And it's just those things like that. Just the call cool means the world to him. My mother the same. When I give her calls and I, you know, call her in the morning and then call her at night and ask how her day was and say good night to her and I love you. I know that it means a lot to her because I know that to her that feels like I'm still close. Because we were very close and we still are. But, you know, being married and not as and not as close to her anymore in terms of, you know, living very far, it's hard. And, you know, I know she misses me a lot and I miss her incredibly. Um, but, yeah, I guess I, I might leave it here because I don't want to cry for the rest of the episode. And I can feel I need a cry session now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I really hope this inspires you guys. Please do um let me know if you did do anything for your family and your parents if you did do a nice gesture got them a gift called them let me know in you know the um the comments of the podcast please do leave a review of this podcast it honestly does mean the world to me and it makes me so happy to read them and it also helps me you know keep consistent with it um do share the podcast with your friends your family your loved ones um with that said inshallah i think i'm gonna stop it here if there are any other topics as i always say that you guys would like me to speak about please do let me know i do think i will do a topic where i will speak about um uh islam and you know having non-muslim family members um because my uh oldest brother is not muslim he's an atheist and then my mother also is not muslim um uncles aunties cousins of from my mom's side not muslim so it's very hard but alhamdulillah you know that's all i've ever known so I, I i don't know anything other than my family kind of thing but yeah let me know inshallah what you guys want to hear from me and what your thoughts are again i'm so sorry for the delayed podcast we were supposed to do that part two but you know a lot of things happened then lockdown three happened so yeah inshallah khair um with that said guys